Hey there, welcome back to Team Techies. I'm Anushka. I'm Ashima. And I'm Prisha. So we've talked a lot about how technology is used at school, in the workplace, and in health, but its effects can stretch much further. That's right, and one of those examples is in space, with the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, also known as NASA. And today we'll be talking about NASA's impact on our world, um, so let's get started. Hey guys, so welcome back to Teen Techies. We are here for our fifth episode of season three. And today we have an exciting topic, um, which is NASA and kind of the past, present and future of that. But before we get into the actual episode, how are you guys doing today? Um, I'm doing great, given that it's like, you know, AP season and now it's kind of like steam, like it's the last breath of the new year and I'm like excited for summer, but Definitely tired, but excited to end the school year with somewhat of like good grades and a nice year and call adapts, you know. Um, I just make myself like so sad. Wow, no, we we just had a really fun conversation and now it just turned depressing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did not. Like calls up to sofa are so fun. Like you'd be excited for that. Like that's a new time. And yeah, you know, I'm I'm so excited to get rejected from all the places that's I want to go. Literally not true. Don't even say that. We'll, we'll we'll come back to this in like about a year. Yeah, we will. And you're gonna be like, wow, <laughs> I was so wrong about myself. That's what you're gonna say. No, but very honestly, I'm just I I feel like you know we've all worked hard these last what three years specifically, and I'm I'm ready to. Move on. Yeah. And move on from high school. <laughs> yeah, no, it is just specifically ready to like really move on. I just don't get high school. Like, what is the point? I just have these existential crisis, crisis, crises. crises. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. <laughs> but with that, let's get into the actual episode. So I think we'll start with the past of NASA. Yeah. Now, before we do that, I just thought I like, um, I'd give a little bit of past intro, kind of. Um, so I know Rishima's gonna start a bit from 1958, right? With its formation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna yeah. talk about like, you know, how it's part of like the Soviet Union, like it's the race and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, right, give a little yeah. background context. Yeah, so a little context for that is um, space exploration had kind of been on the radar for a while. Um, specifically like in the 1940s, the, what, you, what was known as the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics um, or NACA, um, they had kind of had this idea from beforehand. And in the 1940s, they transformed like the National Air Races in Cleveland into a world-class aircraft engineer research laboratory. Um, and that was, I think, specifically for the World War II effort, which kind of you know, connects into the bigger picture in that way. Um, and so they had um, that specific, I don't, I, I don't know whether to call it like a laboratory or um, just like a research center, but yeah, that research facility, center. yeah, but that facility kind of really uh, like sprouted up in the 1940s. And as you know, world tensions were increasing as well. Um, its importance also kind of um, mounted. And um, I think like with that, that kind of leads into what Rashima was saying. 
So, um, so yeah, like that was a nice little intro, like simple kind of intro. Um, so, um, on October 1st, 1958 is when NASA came to be. And, um, as you know, uh, as we went over, NASA's birth was directly related to the pressure of natural defense. As we talked about, like this happened right after World War II. And, you know, and, the, and like, and as many as you might know that right after World War II, it was also like, uh, cold like our relationship relations with USSR were kind of rocky, and it was like the start of Cold War. So NASA was another kind of like um, move because you know USSR was like the Soviet Union was going to be like um, ahead in the um, arms race, and NASA was kind of like an answer to that. It was like, oh, but we have this kind of like laboratory research center where we'll be also like um, sending. Um, you know, our, I think, I, I'm not sure, I should have Googled this before, but I think Russia had already, like, sent their um, spaceship off. Yeah, they sent two satellites, so Sputnik 1 and 2 were yeah. both launched. I'm pretty sure on October 4th, 1957, that was when... Yeah, 57, because, launched. yeah, and then reply, we established uh, the uh, NASA, and we only had one goal, and it was to send a man in the orbit. And that's how like NASA came to be. And um, it's a research center um, where, um, and I think we launched the first satellite on January 31st, 1958, which was Explorer 1. And it documented the existence of radiation zones that are around the earth. Um, but, uh, and then we had, um, uh, October 1st, 1958 is when we started like researching more stuff so we can send a man into space. Um, and it kind of like brought in the first high profile project that we had as a as a research group was the project Mercury. And it was an effort to learn if humans could survive in space. Um, then we had, pro I'll go over like, I'm just giving you a brief overview of all the projects. And we have Project Gemini, which used spacecraft to build two, air, two astronauts to perfect capabilities needed for national objective of a human trip to the moon by the end of 1960s. Uh, and Project Apollo achieved the objective in nine, July of 1969 with Apollo 11 mission and expanded, in, expanded on it with five more successful lunar landing missions through 1972. And um, the, it just, the projects to, of the mid 1970s, NASA's human flight ex, uh, efforts began uh, again resumed up in 1981. Um, so like these, these like the beginning years were just really focused on space exploration and getting someone up to space. Um, and it's like, um, and this all happened because they had like research centers and a lot of like our funding from America, but like, you know, our government kind of funded a lot of it because they were kind of scared of um, Russia being ahead. Um, because that's like, you know, that's what happened. Um, and um, uh, sorry, I just lost what I was talking about. Um, but yeah, um, and the, like the first few years were kind of based on getting someone out there and like documenting everything that we could find. Uh, whereas later years, like right now, we're focused on more like improving the technology on planet through space research. Because I think, but uh, are like, Google Maps is like a kind of result of that uh, space exploration because the reason we have Google Maps is because there's someone on a satellite like going around and uh, looking at it. Uh, but NASA 
had a lot of help like during those first few years like there's a lot on their projects and stuff and I feel like one of their projects failed and that was like Ovega Plus. I think it's product Apollo I think that had a lot of um it didn't fail but it had like a lot of um, um challenges challenges and it, it got documented in film like there's a lot of films out there about it and it's really cool to watch um yeah um you guys have any comments or anything I know like one thing that I found pretty interesting when I was researching is I, I know like the three of us were juniors right now we're all taking a push um AP US history and so this is kind of like everything that we researched for this episode has kind of like concurrently gone with what we're learning in US history mm, right so, yeah. um, kind of like a philosophical question I came upon um <clears throat> sorry in reading about this is we I guess essentially founded NASA in direct response to not I, I don't know whether to, whether uh, I cannot speak whether to call this a threat or just you know intimidation yeah, yeah. of Russia you know being ahead of yeah. us so then there was a whole question of like would um we characterize like these tensions really badly and you know for rightful reason um and also like without these tensions, would we have been at the space or at the point in knowledge that we are today, mm -hmm. um, knowing so much about space and um, like, it's weird to think, like would we yeah. not have all the information we have today if it hadn't been for those tensions or was it just more of like an acceleration? Like, would we have reached space eventually? And this I feel like we would have, I mean, most likely, cause like, I mean, maybe Russia accelerated it, but I mean, Russia and the US were both already working Maybe, on yeah. nuclear weapons and missiles and space exploration um and that type of thing so maybe russia expedited that process a little bit but i don't think that we wouldn't have explored space without russia yeah um and like adding on to like you know my previous comments on nasa uh, i'm pretty sure Prisha will hit up on this that you know um in the present like as of right now nasa kind of does like a lot of research on climate science just like um you know the climate change and like how certain things affect our temperature and stuff but the thing was it wasn't meant to do that like russia was and nasa was basically like the first step into space exploration and like i i, I don't i want to say this like in you know sounding like oh i'm just saying like no but i don't think nasa was supposed to be as successful as it is today like at the time it was kind of just like oh national defense and we need to have like yeah. a lab where we can outdo russia like it was in that sense, like that yeah. NASA was building that, and no one kind of thought that NASA would have such an overlasting impact on mm -hmm. the way we see science and the way we view how our world works. But it did. Um, yeah, I and, mean, like a, a a lot of World War things that like went into effect during the war have kind of faded out. You know, apart from the major stuff like social security and all those. Um, I think they were all part of the New Deal, if I'm correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um all like a lot of those have stayed but you know the direct responses like going into factories and having everyone making all these machines and mm -hmm. oh, sorry, not making machines but like making all these resources yeah. and putting like those have kind of faded out as they're not needed so nasa being also like a direct response or direct instinct towards the threats that we faced um you know, like Rashima said, that it stayed yeah. in constant, if not like accelerated completely. Yeah. And I don't know if it was so much or go ahead. 
uh, sorry, I was going to say, but like even with NASA, like they had a lot of like historical moments where like, you know, the first like first women went to space and like, you know, the right. first man stepped his foot and that made like a long lasting impact on like the youth of the generation at the time. Right. They got, and also like, I guess it was also the television, we could see it happening in front of our eyes. Um, that also helped like NASA become what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I was just going to say, I don't know if it was so much of a threat as like competition because like everything that Russia was doing, the US wanted to compete with essentially, or vice versa. If the US did something, Russia wanted to compete with it. And just like the exploration and the idea that like whoever got to space first would, because like land had already been conquered, mm-hmm. like places had already been colonized. So what is the next like frontier? The next frontier is space. And who's going to conquer that and who's going to colonize that. And I think it was more of like competition, maybe rather than threatening them. Yeah. And I, I probably should have put like a disclaimer or something. I I say threat like out of, you know, lack of better vocabulary. Right. Yeah. But um, yeah, competition, that's a much yeah. better way to explain it. But yeah, um, kind of, Rishima, if you have nothing else to add, um, uh, I mean, I could talk uh, briefly about Project Mercury because it was the first human um, spaceflight project of the United States running. It ran from f- 1958 through 1963. It was the early highlight of like the, you know, space race we talked about. It, it was the goal to put man into the Earth or- orbit and return him safely uh, before the Soviet Union did because, you know, the Soviet Union already launched, sat- launched the satellites um, and it conducted uh, 20 uncrewed developmental flights before they used animals and some used animals like during even before and that's like six successful flights by astronauts so I guess the program was you know um, it cost two two point three billion dollars um, which is a lot even for the time especially mm-hmm. given like all the things we know about the economy and like you know learning from American history um, and uh, the astronauts were known as the Mercury 7 and um, the, each air, spacecraft that went into um, like the orbit had a name ending with seven by its pilot. So it would be like Steve seven or like, you know, something uh, as of that effect. Um, and it was like very, like very, very successful given that, you know, we, 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 we kind of started a bit more later than the Soviet Union did in this kind of research mm-hmm. uh, where we, um, it ended on May 6, 1963, with both uh, nations had sent six people to space, but Soviet was ahead in U.S. for the total time at the, you know, uh, at the specific time period. They spent more time in space than we did for our six. Um, yeah, and like the space capsule was like first of its kind, like uh, because it carried supplies of water, food, and oxygen for one day in a pressurized cabin. And that, like that, the sentence it was like. That, that showed how much like, you know, like advancements were there in technology, like to have food, oxygen, air, and like, you know, water in this pressurized cabin that was up in air, like above atmospheric levels. It's like a fundamental and mm-hmm. monumental. Right. Yeah. And a lot of things. Um, yeah. yeah. It I was successful. That. And like that kind of like, I guess that, I'm sorry. I just cut you no, off. I, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, as a as a whole, like, that pro- uh, project gained popularity. And then, like, then onwards, like, what happened was, like, these missions that NASA was hosting, like, they became really, really popular, and everyone followed them on the radio, and, like, they watched TV. And if you're part of, like, NASA at the time, it was, like, a really huge honor 
to be part of these projects because these were like essentially like you know things that would go down in history even if you subconsciously knew that subconsciously knew that or like you constantly were doing it because you knew that you know you would have some um groundwork for future yeah. projects yeah and like Rishima everything you mentioned about like watching these things on the tv and like getting radios it reminded me of like I think me and Anushka just did this a couple of weeks ago and we learned a lot about how specifically during World War II um, there was an influx in the purchase of um, technology such as the TV, the radio and all that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and one of these things is to like, or one of the reasons for these purchases uh, was to like, you know, listen to all these events that are happening that would essentially go down in history. So that's kind of another way that this all connects to um, the other parts of technology. That right. we- I think this is like the first thing or one of the first things that has like a direct relation to like U.S. history. Like, I mean, obviously other things have relations to like history, but like this NASA specifically is yeah. like yeah. governmental agency, right? Since mm-hmm. all and then also like between these two projects like you know between mercury and apollo which is like apollo is marked by like uh the neil armstrong stepping like you know on the moon we had the project gemini and i think it's really important to touch upon this project because this is a like um mission where you know we as americans caught up to um soviet union and their like the amount of humans like the amount of time they had spent humans uh they like the amount of U- Soviet Union pilots that had been in space, like we caught up to that time. Um, and like, you know, uh, we demonstrated that that mission endurance kind of with just 14 days, with just under 14 days, longer than the eight days required for a round trip for the moon. And we also, perfect, we kind of like um, used the methods of performing extra, oh my God, I can't say this, uh, vehicular activity, EVA. Mm-hmm. Uh, without tiring it out and then um, or um, a maneuver is necessary to reach like you know docking with another spacecraft like this was another kind of like another kind of jump I feel like from the previous one because we we went from like human in space to like oh we're going to be moving these aircraft in space and kind of staying there Um, and this this was like really big for the you know upcoming Apollo project because it allowed um, you know time for the mission for Apollo to kind of like have freedom without like worrying about like developing these techniques because it was established, you know, we can do these things in space. So the astronauts on Apollo didn't have to worry about them. And all the Gemini Gemini flights that were launched from um, from Earth were at in Florida for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I think that's to do yeah, with I think the Kennedy like, Space Center is in Florida. Yeah. So that's where I feel like that's where a lot of the earlier projects kind of launched off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they obviously like you know modified a lot of the like like I wouldn't want to go into details about like because that's just a long hour long episode even more like the way that the, uh, created their spacecraft was very different than you know how the first one was because that one was just for human to go into like in the orbit for like a couple minutes or hours this one was to sustain like you know for a long long time and um it kind of more like um, but like I guess during the train during this project they realized the importance of like safety because like I be, like you know during the program three astronauts had died in air crashes during training and including both members of the prime crew for Gemini nine um, 
So like, you know, this kind of like focusing a, a kind of issue in NASA's program and that it helped it build up more. Um, so yeah, like looking at all these like early, like I, I wish I had more time to go into more depth about all these projects, but it's obviously like a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's why there's so many movies on these. Uh, like each project has so many movies because there's so much stuff. Um, but like, it was really fun, like looking back at it, like after my research and stuff, like looking back at it, it's kind of like, showcase how these like kind of baby stuff are really important for like what we do now like I'm pretty sure like push I will hit up on like a lot of things we like NASA is doing right now and it's just really important because we wouldn't have like we wouldn't even know a lot about like safety issues or like NASA like you know problems if we didn't experiment with these projects mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking about right, how, yeah. like, how how brave these astronauts were like going to space is so scary like even now like even though like people are like oh it's not that no yeah, I would I would not want to do that. That's scary. Yeah, and yeah. I like all, all these people have I mean everyone working at NASA has really created like or been a part of such a groundbreaking um organization. Right, yeah. That have done some pretty amazing things that not everyone's gonna get the chance to do in their lifetime, but they're giving us new information and everything. So no, no and also I kind of want to like it reinforced the idea like NASA is a very new thing given in the history like I know I talked about a lot about like history mm -hmm. and its but like 60 years that means like some of the very first people who worked on these projects probably hopefully still alive like they'd be like if they're alive then they'd be like really late 19th like they'd be hitting like 90s not 19th 90s mm -hmm. sorry mm -hmm. 90s um I'm hoping a few of them are still alive because that'd be like it's very interesting That's to like cool, talk yeah. to them about like the the way they've seen the program change over time. It'd be a cool interview to like do. <laughs> like, just be like, hello. <laughs> if only they would meet with us. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, minor history geek is coming out. <sighs> yeah, kind I just of want to go off of like, people are like, people, you know, in the time they're still alive, it's, it's kind of weird to me because like, you still have people who are alive, like, from. 19 like because my grandpa was alive like I know that much mm. like he is like he's still alive but like you know he was alive during this time in another yeah. continent I'm like okay yeah, yeah. that yeah, was my of... bit on the <laughs> past of NASA yeah but kind of going on to not exactly present events but more recent events um I thought I'd just kind of give a brief timeline of things that have happened obviously as Rashima said like this we're a one hour long podcast so if you really like want to hear more about um NASA specifically and more in depth some interesting podcasts I found were the NASA cast audio I know I think that information comes like directly from NASA and the people working there there's Houston we have a podcast there's NASA in the Silicon Valley NASA's Curious Universe so just some things to check out if you're interested but yeah, so some major events kind of from 1990 onwards is the Hubble, te Hubble telescope was launched on April 24th, 1990. So I know that's something that we've probably heard about in our own lifetimes. So, um, thinking about it, it really it was just over 30 years ago. So yeah, then the world begin, began work on the International Space Station as a joint effort between the US, Russia, Japan, Canada, and 11 European countries that happened in 1998. 
Um, also in 1998, John Glenn became the oldest person to go to space at age 77. So one note on that is that also showed a lot about not, not just like um, a major achievement of the um, guy, John Glenn, but also of we have enough technology to support these people and their different needs. Um, so that really showcases the advances in that manner. In July of 1999, I, I'm sorry in advance if I mispronounce this, but Eileen Collins became the first woman to command a shuttle mission. Um, so, you know, girl power there. <laughs> um, there now one, um, this one's a bit of a sensitive topic, but um, on February 1st, 2003, there was a tragedy with the Columbia mission. Um, and it, just a brief history of the Columbia mission, um, or the, I think it, it was the Columbia shuttle, if I'm not mistaken, but that had been operating since around 1981. And they had been conducting research using the shuttle or um, this, uh, would you call them planes? You wouldn't call them planes. They're rockets, right? They're rockets. <laughs> um, but yeah, the this is there a better word for it than rocket? Shuttles, spacecrafts, spacecraft. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> and just just like just my walking like spaceship. They just said spaceship. They straight up in like spaceship, like alien. <laughs> but literally, I even at school, I'm like, I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. And you just go, what's the word? That's literally not true. I can't talk most days. Better than me, but still. Um, on uh, with the Columbia mission, they or with the Columbia, I don't know what was that word? Spacecraft. <laughs> with the Columbia spacecraft, they had been conducting research, but most of that, I believe, was um, without the um, physical. What's it called? The physical presence of humans in the spacecraft. Um, but when they finally did put humans on the spacecraft in, I believe, January 16th, 2003, either the 15th or 16th, um, the, there were seven individuals who boarded the spacecraft and they went around. I think there, there was a piece of, or some specific piece of data they got that really um, was pretty groundbreaking. I think it was about a certain layer of the, like, what's it called, if not the atmosphere, this is why I'm not a science person. Anushka, do you know the layer of, what What do you call them? Like the different layers. Ozone layers? Stratosphere. Ozone layers? layers? Is that so right? Layer, that's a specific layer, right? Yeah, but like those are called like the spheres of the universe. Here's the layers. Layer. There. <laughs> Google it, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, very technical of us. Yeah, but um, professional podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> it's called at atmospheric level layers. Atmospheric level. layers. Okay, so I was yeah. close enough. I said layers the atmosphere. But um yeah, so they got some really helpful data on those. But unfortunately, as they were coming in um back into the atmosphere, back into Earth's atmosphere, the plane kind of or I keep saying plane, the spacecraft um kind of disintegrated. Um and so with that, that caused the deaths of all seven individuals who were on that plane. Oh my God, I keep saying plane. The, all seven individuals who were on that spacecraft. So, but today like they're recognized as 
international heroes. I know um, I read one of them specifically who was from Punjab, India. I think her last name was, ja I think it was like Jawal or something. Um, I should probably search it. I think it was Vivya Jawal. Jala, there. See, I don't know it's not. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't know the names of these people. But yeah, so she's recognized as a hero in Punjab. And actually at the University of Texas in Arlington, which is fairly close to where me and Anishka um, are, they have like halls and um, different places on their campus named after her. And I know the same stands for all the other six individuals. Um, Kalpana Chavla. Huh? Kalpana Chavla. Chavla. Okay. There, that, there it was. Kalpana yeah. Chavla. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was kind of a hindrance of... Um, of the journey of like spacecraft technology and everything things had been working pretty well like Rishima talked about the failures of the like the Apollo missions but I think nothing as big as this had happened before um so yeah that kind of caused I, I think it caused like a fear um and, and quite quite understandably because you know it's it's dangerous going up in there but um, for two years, the United States, I think, refrained from any missions. Rashima, did you want to say something or just? Yeah, I think um, like it showed up on like the pop culture at the time as well because I think that's when like they started making those films where like they would do space and like, something would go horribly wrong and like you know there's like um like those, you know what movies I'm talking about right like they do yeah. like yeah like, they do going in circles and that's when like you know they started like I guess that's where my deep sea spirit comes from like. I, yeah. I'm not like saying that specific mission, but like this year, and things like go wrong. Because I've and I've heard space. also that like the most like dangerous time is either when you're entering the um. Now I know. Earth's atmosphere. The atmosphere, the you know the space when you're entering space and when you're leaving space yeah. is when um the most dangerous times are. Yeah, because like, as far as I know, like the science is something with like the force, and like the speed you're going into the thrust it. yeah the thrust that you need it's like very high obviously to yeah it's very high temperatures i read a lot about this event after like i first heard about it because yeah. very intriguing and very it it scared me as well because i think we hear a lot about the successes of space uh, or space exploration but yeah, I will. I actually would encourage you guys if that's something you're interested in, like you can read about this mission because it right. was yeah. was very revolutionary. But um, probably like a, a bit of a warning there, like it yeah, pretty dark as well. Yeah, and I also think it kind of contributed to like um, aerospace engineering. I know we have like a course in that in our uh, school, and right. yeah. people like I think that's like one of the main projects or like one of the main um, points in history that they hit upon is like, you know, mm -hmm. what what could, we could have done better, mm -hmm. you know, like, so that production, like, you know, this thing never happened. And like, that's like one of the reasons why like our planes are even like structured in like the mm -hmm. sense they are. Um, but yeah, because I found it interesting. What happened on that spacecraft was a mechanical issue. Yeah. Um, and the, or I'm just going to call it a plane because I can't keep correcting myself. Mm -hmm. But the spacecraft couldn't withstand, or its features weren't built to withstand, having to go at such high velocities and 
now physics is getting to me oh my god but um and you know the extreme temperatures that come from that mm. and so it you know it eventually it disintegrated um and that that's it's it's a real danger yeah um and especially when you have humans on board um because that's i think one of i'm sure this must be one of nasa's like biggest fears because when you put a human on board then i mean they're putting their life in you yeah. and your capabilities or, or the like engineering abilities so yeah i know that that definitely did cause like an important or an increased importance of looking at the structural maintenance of everything and ensuring that you can like that this spacecraft can go go and come back and it's prepared for all the worst circumstances because you can't always just you know assume for the best but yeah so there that caused a really i think increased innate fear within everyone not not just in the us but even in the world because although it did happen to us spacecraft um their space is space for everyone mm-hmm. so you know it could something like this could very well have happened to india or russia anywhere in the world um but yeah on january 14th 2004 approximately a year after this had occurred um former president bush announced a goal to like you know kind of reemphasize that we still have to you know keep our goals in mind so he announced a goal to get humans back into space by 2020 as preparation for human exploration of mars um nasa returned to human space flight on july 26 2005 after a two year break from you know sending humans into space and that was with their discovery program um which i think that program lasted quite some time and they sent like multiple ships and everything into space in 2008 something very revolutionary mm-hmm. happened i guess we've probably heard of it at some point in one way or another but the presence of water ice on mars was confirmed by the mars phoenix in july of 2008 um and that really accelerated everything um in terms of you know this used to be a possibility but now it's like something we can actually work towards and we know that if we do this it could work if we do it right um but yeah in Jan- january 22nd 2010 the first tweet was sent from space um you know not very technical but i, I found it fitting to put in there the tweet um, was yeah Sorry for cutting, but I found the frozen water really, really interesting because I guess that's also been like, you know, people kind of go, like, oh my God, there might be another like life. Kind yeah. Of form yeah. There. I remember that vividly because I think like, you know, I was like, I was three, but you know, like the years like after, you know, the experience so much mm-hmm. talk about like, you know, there's aliens, like, you know, th- there's a possibility that there's other life forms out there. That I just thought that was interesting because, gosh, I think we like, I'm just realizing this now, but I feel like the time period we grew in, like, I don't know about you guys, but I, like, in, like, the TV, I was, like, Ben 10, like, that was all, like, aliens, and, like, yeah, from I remember so I think it really influ- influenced, like, these shows and stuff that we had. Yeah, but show influenced everything, to be honest, like, yeah, like, Voltron, too, like, you know, growing up, I watched Voltron, and, like, um, what was it, what was, it was, like, Transformers, like, these are all, like, space-related, so I yeah. think. Rashima, what was the first like, show you said? Ben 10. Um, Ben 10. It's a good show. Um, yeah, so I'm just saying, like, you know, it really was. It's like a little watch. 
I thought so I wrote yeah. here, a little like watch and I wanted it so badly. Yeah, but that's why I remember like, you know, there was a very wide emphasis on like classical and you know other things out there. Right. Yeah. Something else I read was like, are we more mental? Like I'm don't don't take me on credibility for this one, but something I just read was like, are we mentally more mentally prepared for the possibility of finding aliens in space or finding other human like creatures on space? Yeah. That's like an, at this point, I don't think we're ready for any of those things. You know, like we're at the uh, point where we're still kind of like just gonna scare me. And then yeah, I'm like nervous. I'm not ready to see my physics test grade. So you know, <laughs> aliens are a whole nother. Yeah, yeah, that can wait. After <laughs> yeah. No, even on like a serious, like on a more serious note, like just like I don't think we're ready for any of those possibilities because like you know we're still we're still at like right early steps of like like newer technologies and like what we can do with it and like utilize it properly yeah i don't think we'd be ready for like even going to like go from wars between countries to wars yeah like right yeah so and then just be like can you i just i don't even want to think about that no because no no i'm not going to start another war because like it could literally mean war with another like alien with another not human like creature yeah and that's like, I just can't, these things are just no we're not going to talk about this anymore. yeah and it's like, there's a possibility that it could be like that no, we're, no we're not going to talk no, about we're, we're just going to get back to the tweet from space that yeah. came from, it came from tj it came from tj creamer um and his tweet was Hello, Twitterverse. We are now live tweeting from the International Space Station. The first live tweet from space. More soon. Send your questions. So, you know, something very revolutionary to have happened. Twitter reached space. But yeah. Um, what happened? I was just a random comment. You know, Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter. Yeah, he does. God. <laughs> going to be, I'm telling you, he's going to dominate the world. I'm not even joking. Like, it's going to be like the, the you know, those like, Elon like, Musk things. is a character. How do we manage to bring this guy into SpaceX? NASA. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, Tisha. I will be talking about SpaceX. On, on <laughs> August 25th, <laughs> on August 25th, 2012, Voyager 1 became the first spacecraft to reach interstellar space. Um, the first commercial resupply mission launch was launched by the International Space Station on October 7th, 2012. And something I, ju- I just found very interesting because um, I remember this being the first day of seventh grade for me and Anushka. I'm not sure if it was the first day for you, Rishima, but it was also my first day in school in Texas. And there was... I. Was it, was it a solar eclipse or lunar eclipse? I think, oh, I, think I remember like, that. Yeah. I think it was a solar eclipse. Yeah. Yes, it was a solar eclipse. So that Once happened on August 21st, August 21st, 2017. So that was like, I think that was one of NASA's biggest days because their website, the traffic on their website was one fifth of the whole year. That happened one day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that was a very big event. And to think that like, that's the first thing that I'm not even alive because like we were alive when a lot of this happened but that's the first thing that I can cognitively remember it happening yeah and like it like you know when I was five I don't remember the first tweet coming from space like I was probably on the playground talking about candies and stuff with my friends but like this was the first time that it like I can remember this happening um yeah that was an interesting thing and then the last kind of 
it's more recent, but the last kind of event I have is on September 2nd, 2017, Peggy Whitston uh, became the one to hold a record for space flight with 665 days in space. No, that's so scary. <laughs> like, why would... Almost I, two years. Yeah, so almost like, two I, years in space. Yeah, I, I like literally applaud the people who go to space. I, I, I would be scared. Yeah. I'm just like, even... Like even like with the information that we know, there's so much, so many unknown variables out there. Like in in like my brain is just like, because you are alone for two years in mm-hmm. space, and you just have yourself entertained. Like I don't think you can watch Netflix up there. Like, I, <laughs> oh, I love how that's your worry. I don't think you can watch Netflix up there. <laughs> yeah, like uh, and like. Maybe it's a real concern. Know. Like, no I mean, Netflix. Where would we be too. without Netflix? No it's Bollywood. Just, like, how can I survive? I just can't. I'm not saying that, you know, like that's my but like just have your books. Like I think that's the best part of it. Like you might just be able to get through like 700 books, but like like even then, like mm-hmm. yeah. There's, you know, I know what you mean. You have to entertain yourself. You're your own, you're the only one that's you have. So sad. You don't understand. And you know how what? Sad. I don't think do we know if music like works the same? Like are the like, you know, like do we know that you can listen to music the same way? Like, is that a possible? Because I think, like, you know, the sound waves don't travel in space. Yeah, so someone Google it. I want to Google it. Sound waves don't travel in space. Can you listen to music? No, if someone checks her, she must search history. Can you listen to music in space? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you listen to music, you can watch Bollywood. So, yeah, like, while while Rashima has her little Google search crisis, I'm just gonna quickly go over some. I mean, in a space station, it does it does sound the same? Yeah, because because other, within a space station, or because the then they, they also like implement gravity like situations within the space, yeah. right? Or they implement gravity itself, right? But you yeah. can't hear sound in space, which is terrifying. Yeah, because there's no material for it to transmit. You cannot physically talk and be like, "Can you hear me?" Yeah, if you right. yell, no one's gonna hear you. Oh, that's, so stop. that's so scary what do you mean like like you know what you you're doing to us don't try and act all innocent you know you're not i am so innocent this is just me getting back at rishima for her making me imagine an alien human fight <laughs> anyway okay so you know i'm just gonna what's it called like quick fire go through innovations and findings these are things that are far too complex for my simple understanding so I'm just going to list off some things that I read about and found interesting and if you guys want to if it intrigues your interest then you know search it up learn more about it and let us know what you find you sound like a teacher okay but some special innovations were the system for the diagnosis and monitoring of coronary artery disease, acute coronary syndromes, cardiomyopathy, and other cardiac ailments. Lots of big words. Um, the discovery of magnetized neutron stars with extraordinarily strong magnetic fields. Thermal imaging application, which is the one that I could actually understand. Um, composition of and method for making high-performance reasons for infusion and transfer molding processes or processes okay improved fiber optic cable delay stabilizer and cable measurement system 
So those are just some innovations that have happened in the past couple of years directly from NASA themselves. So these are the things that they said have made an impact with, within their organization. But yes, Rashima. Um, the first one just sounds like, it just sounds scary. And I don't, I don't know what it is or what it does, but can you like- I mean, I'm like, what I understand, like it, it really helps help when you're up in space. Cause it, they talked a lot about um, artery disease and cardiac um, stuff. So you, like, like these are problems that we face on Earth. So yeah, tending to that space is like far worse. You so. also get shorter in space when you come yeah, back. Yeah, there's a lot of health effects like that happen. And I think they yeah. sound like twin. Like they, they did this experiment. I like don't I don't take any credibility, but I remember like hearing something about like they send a twin like a pair of twins. Mm-hmm. They kept one on Earth. They send another one in space for like a little bit, and then they checked their health. And I think the the guy who was in space his bones were like more brittle and hard yeah i think that's why they got a little bit shorter when they come yeah it it affects you physically really and that's why you have to have like so much training and you have to really be up to that capacity to maintain yourself right yeah because i mean and these people who go up into space are they're like at top tier physical capacity and all that ability so just thinking about like if a normal individual or like one who's not you know a total health free but just normal um goes up to space how it would affect them mm-hmm. and that i think the effects I mean, would be far more I, significant. Would, I think that people would love to find out but like this the it's a very dangerous the, thing yeah all the possibilities we have to pay them like a ton of money to be like i we want to like do experiments on you are you willing to go um and on that note <laughs> Yeah, so I thought I would start off with something that would scare you guys. Um, so the first person to walk on Mars is currently a third grader. Just, just think about that. The person who is going to decide our future, thinking about colonizing Mars, seeing life on Mars, is currently in third grade. Just something to wow. think you know, about. That's even worse. Because like there's a third grade out there that's doing a lot more, and it's he's gonna go not, he or she whoever it is, it's gonna go down in the history books. Well, my like you know myself like well that was horrible grammar. I'm not gonna go because I'm gonna think about holodecks and. You have to believe in yourself, Rashima. Rashima, they're not sending a third grader into space. You know that, right? Huh? They're not sending a third grader into space. Yeah, no, like the third grader is gonna be an adult, and then they're gonna get sent into space. Yeah, but. Still. But they're currently a third grader, and they don't even know. It's very insane. Yes. But also, um, just like NASA's goals in the future. So NASA wants to go back to the moon and try to build greenhouses there. Um, I know we talk a lot about colonizing other planets, but, you know, the Earth is going to end at some point. Um, Stephen Hawking said it's going to end in the next 600 years, I want to say. So I'm gonna be dead. I'm not gonna be completely wrong. I'm not gonna be understand it anymore. So I don't really care. Um, I'm fact checking my. the most morbid yeah. episode we've done. Stephen Hawking says humans must leave Earth within 600 years. So that's something to um, motivate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the Earth is eventually going to end, and we're gonna have to look at other planets. Um, and leave and so I think that's part of the reason we're doing all this 
colonization and understanding if there's life on these planets and if they're sustainable. But also, if we understand those things, we'll be able to understand how the Earth was formed and how we were formed and um, all of those things. And just like learning about where the universe universe, universe <laughs> comes from. Um, but also NASA wants to focus on sustainable human spaceflight and discovery. And if you've noticed, they've been doing more privately owned spaceships for transportation and research in low Earth orbit. And, you know, before, like we talked about, NASA was um, government owned and they were like a government agency, basically, that were focused on the political aspect of everything. But now, um, especially with the age of consumerism and that becoming um, so prevalent in our lives, NASA has begun to partner with corporations to develop these new technologies. And the shift, they have shifted to private companies because they can figure out uses that the government really never could, and they can do it cheaper as well. So NASA seeing, oh, this is more efficient. They're able to figure out more things. It doesn't require as much money for us. Let's have these um, private company partnerships in order to, you know, explore space more um, and just overall create a better understanding of what goes on in the universe. Um, but also, there have been more improvements in telescopes, and that will continue in the future, such as the James Webb Telescope, and that is more powerful than any other telescope that we've had before, and it can study um, the universe's first stars and galaxies, which is also really cool. Um, just like improvements, and that's cool to think about too, because telescopes have been a thing since like forever, right? Like, like yeah. Or, like when was the first telescope? I don't know. I'm going I think right. it was. Here. I think I'll it see. was like Aristotle or one of yeah. yeah, yeah. It's pretty old. Seventeen oh eight. Huh? Seventeen oh eight. Sixteen. Sixteen oh eight. Oh. So I mean, yeah, we're just gonna keep improving the telescopes more and more and more, and making them more capable um, of understanding what goes on in our universe. Um, we're also going to be re relying on AI and robotics to assist teams of astronauts, which is like we said in our AI episode, AI is the future of our world mm -hmm. and it's going to be used in everything. Um, and just like you see here, it's also going to be used for things in space and it's going to assist teams of astronauts. Um, the other fun thing that I found was um, NASA is going to launch the Artemis program. I think they've already launched it. So they're planning on landing the first women, women, I don't know, the first woman and next man on the moon by 2024 to explore more of the lunar surface than ever before. And I didn't know that the first, that no woman had ever been to the moon before. I thought that had been accomplished, but it hadn't. And that's just, I know it's like really cool to think that the first woman is going to go on 2024 but it's also sad because it's like the, why, why is it taking this long you know? you know the crazy thing is that we'll be okay if if I don't if if I don't like just completely die because of physics what then so I will be alive to see this happen <laughs> That was so yeah. sad. No, and you know what? I just realized like you know when they start like, oh, you know, like you know, like the earth will have to end in six hundred years and like you know, but imagine like at the speed everything's kind of like you know going towards like you know, we talk about like climate change is a really big issue, like politically and like you know, as a topic in science as well. That we were just talking about like I think one of the questions was like, 
I think the trees are not gonna be there. We're gonna have to, like synthetically make trees or something. And it was horrible. Yeah, I would because... be dead before that. You know, because... I mean, the thing that they they've talked about in kids shows as well, like with the Lorax, they yeah. discuss like um, yeah. no, you know, not then, having real trees. Yeah, and then you have like this, like they're like meant to be funny and like, hilarious, stupid. But they're like, oh, like your kid in twenty forty asking you how like, you know this animal looks like, and I'm like, like. Like, can you just imagine like that? Yeah. And like, how did the giraffe look like? That's sad, though. That is... And, like, you, we say 600 years, but it could be even faster if climate... Yeah, it's not No, like... No, it's a real fact. Where, yo, are you going to be here in 600 years, Prisha? I'm not. <laughs> <Wow>. Very morbid. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's the truth. And, like, you know, given that, like, NASA's, like, doing all these things to, like, you know, inter... Uh, I, I really do hope that helps us in the long run. Um, but another question that I have for you know anyone who's listening out there, like even among us, is if AI is the future, what is going to happen to the other like human beings that are trying to get a degree and like get into a job in that field? Well, their like, jobs are going to be taken away, and more jobs building AI are going to be created until. AI takes over the world and we all die. And then we don't have to leave the earth because AI a public service it. announcement, never have a conversation with Anushka. <laughs> Guys, no, I know like, it doesn't seem like it, but Prisha loves me and she couldn't survive. You know, but, but, no, but, but you know, honestly, I feel like every like, it's like 300 years, you hit like a reset button. Like I think like, you know, we had the industry, like auto industry where it's just, like, you know, pe- people's down were getting taken away because just yeah, have, like, the Luddite movement. Are, yeah, and I, I just, and it's just like it's happening again because of AI. It's like, do we really want to have AI? Yeah. Like there are medical benefits of it. And that's like, exactly. I think the only good point of like any of the new technology, and like, I know people are going to get mad at me for saying this, is just like the medical aspect and like right. increasing our lifespan. But yeah. here, my counter argument if we have these, you know, these robotic stuff like in you know, NASA, and like even NASA is kind of relying on like, you know, human artificial technology. What are humans going to do on Earth for that long? Yeah. Like, that's it's my like, yeah. question. At what point does the reliance on technology become too much? See, Rashima and I are on the same wavelength right here. I know. And and, and like, is like, there's some more. Yeah. Like, and Prisha is just saying that she doesn't love me. I never said I don't love you. I think you implied it. <laughs> <laughs> The last point that I had. Um, so more research on Jupiter is also going to be done to see if it could create conditions um, for life. So just like exploring all of these different planets um, and different extraterrestrial things and seeing, you know, not only, like I said, not only if we can live there, if it's um, sustainable for human development or just life in general, but if um, just trying to see like where our universe kind of comes from as well and how um that was formed so yeah that was my spiel yeah adding on I know like I like how we like you know as as a world or like NASA as a like, company they're they're kind of like explore all these different planets and you know what scares me is that I read somewhere that our oceans are one of the least explored like we don't know like what's in our oceans like we just I think know we like, only explored five percent of the ocean yeah like five or ten percent yeah like yeah. we do not know what's underneath us and that just scary because we're trying to go like out and above we the know world. what's above us but not yeah 
like like and that's so scary because like what's under us can like literally decimate us in like seconds but like what because we know what's above us now like you know we have to some but do we do we really is it an illusion and no one knows (laughs) are there aliens up there and also like are there more humans focusing on earth as a whole like why just like researching on earth like why try to like already be like oh like earth is already toast like let's go look at some other imagine if we find aliens though that's a scary situation and like you know imagine if they look like us imagine if they're like us but they have like extra gales because they don't like you know there's so many possibilities like there's like different variations of us at this point i'm just gonna go into like my multiverse field that's so crazy though i don't want to imagine no, because I think Stephen Hawking even had a like comment on multiverse, and that's where I think I don't know how this this became like the conversation about multiverse. But <laughs> you know, like just just about a year ago, for, for our viewers or listening or for our listeners, um, just about a year ago, I introduced Anushka and Rashima. I will take credit for that. I did introduce you guys. Yes, you did. Now look at us both. But but did you? You cannot take credit. For this this wavelength, yeah, that this has connection. That means ready for the wave. Okay, you know what? I'm, I am taking blame for because it's Christmas connection, right? Like this is Christmas connection. <laughs> How did I end up here? Like my Christmas got so much better when I met Rashima. Same here. Wow, thanks because- a lot, Anushka. more. It's fine. It's it's recorded. It's on tape. <laughs> it's on video it's like recorded i know that our listeners love when we um bully Prisha. yeah bully yeah. Prisha is so nice yes you never well, don't, know really don't know be her. mean we you won't really Prisha. know her until and she really knows know that we love her but still she says things <laughs> yeah and she has the audacity to like be mean to bollywood exactly no, but I, I did show her a Bollywood movie. Any of you guys who, you know, um, want to put your brains away from this alien space war thing, watch a Bollywood movie. It's a great distraction. Just don't watch um, Jadu because... <laughs> or, or Joker. Yeah. You know, like, or E.T. I mean... Or, which one was it? The one you were saying, was it Kabir Singh? Yeah. That is not even related to space, but that's um, human. Just don't watch that's it. human. That just I thought we were just naming bad Bollywood movies. No, Jadu, the one with oh, alien. Jadu is not a bad movie. Neither is Chris. It's not a bad Chris. movie, but if you don't want to focus on space. Anyway, wrapping up the episode here. Thank you guys so so much for listening. We had a lot of fun with this episode. Um, as you can probably tell. Um, and be sure to spread it to yeah and also adding to Anushka's comment about you know we had a lot of fun we also had a lot of questions that 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 are like exit exit that that kind of crisis yeah they're like you know magnetic for lives to us about weird stuff but yeah it was really fun to talk about it though yes it was definitely and also follow us on insta routine.techies so happy that you know it. I, I hope to our viewers, I hope that this did episode did not scar you as much as it scarred me because now I'm just gonna go and watch a Disney show or something so I can get my mind off no, of all. You're gonna watch a Bollywood movie and you're gonna be so happy that you watched a Bollywood movie. Sure, Nishka, I will go I will go downstairs right now and watch a Bollywood movie. But yeah, um you said did we say follow? You said follow. Um, but yeah, leave us suggestions. We always love to hear from you guys. Um let us know what you think about this whole thing 
<laughs> so this whole like um idea of space exploration and potential creatures existence creature. the Earth. that's a fun way to put it <laughs> but yeah can i say it this time sure okay and with that team techies signing off <laughs>